Hey friends, you're listening to Slightly Unfiltered, a podcast with Desiree Wolf. And here she is, your host, Desiree. Today, I have my very first guest, who is one of my dearest friends, Susan Nicholas. We have been friends for 800 years, I'm That thinking. sounds about right, about 805. It was just kind of a no-brainer that I had to bring her on the show, and perfect timing because we watched Wine Country on Netflix over the weekend with Amy Poehler and a bunch of the women from Saturday Night Live. I thought, what a great topic to bring one of my dearest friends in on, and we're going to talk about girlfriends. I've wanted this to be a conversation about women and the friendships that we develop. And a lot of my listeners, Susan, they're women who are similar ages to us. So I think they're like mid thirties and up is, is the people who are tuning into this. Um, I want to first say that I'm so honored to be your first guest, and I'm actually a little humbled by this, so thank you so much for having me, Absolutely. and I'm I'm very much looking forward to talking about a movie, number one, called Wine Country, because yeah. th- we've talked about this with, with one of our other ride-or-die friends, Anna, who isn't here with us today because she's a big whore, <laughs> and... Um, you know, but we've talked about having a girl's trip to like a wine country or somewhere else, somewhere away from where we live, yeah. you know, just, just the three of us to kind of stop and get together and just kind of catch up and just be ourselves. Because one of the things that I find as I'm getting older is, is that I'm having a hard time balancing all these different aspects of my life, from my personal life to my family relationships to my job to the business that I'm, you know, in for myself. And it's just, you know, I don't take the time for my friends like I used to now that I'm older and my kids are older and and I've been married for, you know, 900 years. Um, Why do we get to this place where it's kind of like we've shifted our girlfriends to a lower priority Think about who you were in your 20s. Like your friends were just about everything. You couldn't wait to hang out with your friends. And when you were off work, you hung out with your friends until it was time to get ready for work again. And and what we did on the weekend kind of dictated us. So what do you think is it that, that we kind of push our friendships back to a lower priority? I think really it's it's the increase in responsibility that we have as as you know as we as we move on in our lives and and we have these different places that we're visiting along the journey and you know I think for a lot of women what we do is we kind of bear the weight of everything on our own shoulders. What we kind of try to prioritize what's important to us is my business the priority is my job the priority is my family the priority and as time goes on, those friends that used to be the first priority in our 20s become less and less because now we have more and different people involved in our lives than we did back then when life was just all about fun. So, you know, I think really what it is, is the way that I do it, whether it's my job or my business, that's my first focus or my family, um, which I'm sure I have to say that, you know, number one priority. Yes, if you're listening, Susan does love you. Um, yes, that's right. And, you know, I think really what it is, is I don't get everything accomplished that I need to in my job, my business, and my family life. I kind of feel bad almost for taking time for myself and trying to get together with my friends because when I'm with my friends, 
I'm not with my family. I'm not attending to my business or I'm not working. It's probably the guilt that just makes me feel a little, well, you know, my friends will always be there. And so they can give me a pass for not going and hanging out or not wanting to um, get together, or maybe I can't do a girl's trip, you know, in the next six months, but you know, they'll understand they're going to be more understanding than my job, my business, or my family would be if I were to put those people off. Do do you think that kind of falls under how, and I hate to use this cliche phrase, but do you think friend time is kind of a self-care thing? I think friend time absolutely can be kind of a self-care thing because if I'm just here by myself and I don't have anyone to vent to and I don't have anyone to talk to, sometimes I just need to talk things out and my husband might not be the best person for me to talk something out with. Yeah. And certainly not a coworker or just, you know, like a neighbor. It's like, I need my girlfriends to help keep me up so I don't go crashing down and just kind of hide in my little hermit bubble and, and never leave my house. And because... I feel so overwhelmed by everything. This whole concept of like this group of women who go on this annual trip or, or spend this time together. I've noticed that as I got older, the amount of people that I wanted to spend time with, like the group, the group dynamics change. And so I was really fascinated watching this movie thinking these women have been friends since they were in their early 20s. Um, and if you guys haven't seen the movie, they, they all met working at a pizzeria together. Um, and they're now all married. Some of them were on their second marriages and they've kind of gone through this whole thing. But do you think there's somewhere along the line of where you suddenly became, not suddenly, but where you become a little bit more selective over your friends and the group that you may have originally have? Do you think that evolves or, or do you think it is true that there's tons of groups of women out there that have just stayed tried and true to each other. I don't, you know, if, if it does exist, it hasn't existed for me. Yeah. I know that over time, you know, the people that I hung out with 20 years ago are not in my life today. The people that I hung out with 10 years ago, the, the list has gotten smaller. Yeah. I don't really know how that happened because I keep in touch with the same people in the same ways, but for some reason, there's a certain group of people that were, you know, coming from, let's say how we met, we met at a place of employment. I wouldn't say early twenties, but you know, (laughs) mid twenties. And, and we had a much larger group. Susan, we're getting old. I know. I, I don't want to admit that though. So, but you know, our group was a lot bigger then yeah. than it is now. I mean, yeah. really, I can honestly say that out of that group of nine, eight or nine women, I can comfortably say there are two people that I keep in touch with on a very, very routine basis. And that's you. And that's, of course, our friend, Anna, one of the three <laughs> angry wives That's right. on this two angry wife podcast that we're doing right now. That's right. Three angry wives. It's where we get together for beer and talk about how angry we are. That's right. (laughs) Good times. We need to do that again. (laughs) We do. You know, I think there's something therapeutic about having that core group of women, whether it's nine women or it's two other women, you know, it's just the three of you or whatever. I think there's something so therapeutic about having somebody that you can kind of just be real with. And I think, I think that's so important. And I think, you know, bless the internet and hate the internet at the same time because it allows us to keep in touch with each other, but it also puts in this buffer of, 
well, we can talk to each other through Facebook or we can talk to each other through Google Hangouts like we do, but we don't necessarily make the time to see each other in person. And I think, I think that's kind of a bummer. You know, it's got this flip side of, I love that we get to talk to each other every day, but it also becomes a little bit more of a, I don't want to use the words comfort zone, but it becomes like this place of, well, I know I'm going to talk to you on Hangouts, so we don't need to see each other on Friday. Right. Yeah. It's almost like a replacement for the actual interpersonal interaction. Yeah. It's weird because you and I live not very far from each other. Yeah. Like five miles away from each other. You know, and Anne is a little bit different because she's, she's further away. Right. She moved away. We're trying to get her to come back. Yes. And because we have to reunite, you know, the trio. That's right. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's really odd how I talk to you almost on a daily basis, mm-hmm. but I, when was the last time we actually got together? You know, I it's been a yeah. while. Couldn't even tell you the last time that we saw each other in person. I mean, we, at one point worked across the street from yeah. each other and still didn't and still see didn't each see other each during other. that time. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's really weird. I think we do. I think we use the internet and Facebook and Hangouts as a substitute for actually getting together. And and you know, it's it's weird because if I didn't have that, then I would feel more isolated and alone and feel like I have nowhere to to turn to to vent or just talk things out. But at the same time, I really enjoy when we all get together. Yeah. And we sit and we talk because one of the great things about our friendship is the passage of time means nothing. Yeah. We can get together and it'll be just like it was 15 years ago when we first met right. and we're doing lunch, you know, on, on a lunch break. During at the a pub. Work. At the yeah, pub. At the, at the pub at just the pub. popped up as a, as a Facebook memory for me today where I talked about my boss, Susan Nicholas, just said, put down your Lunchable and let's go to the pub. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, I always find it really interesting how I always end up in a pub. <laughs> For somebody who doesn't drink that much. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I think that my drinking, maybe my glasses of wine have started within the last five years. Yeah. But yeah, where was drinking Susan when drinking Desiree was around? I don't know. You know what? I think that no. was the universe keeping us in check. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, when when it, drinking Desiree was around, Susan was mom of little ones. Yes. That's, I think that's what it was. Yes. And my, mine are still, well. And now yours are little and mine are older, except right. for the one. Right. Um, but at least I have the older ones to watch the little ones. Yeah. So I can actually have drinking, Susan, now that Desiree can't <laughs> do drinking Desiree. We'll be there soon. Yes. We'll be there soon. She's 11. We've got a couple more years and she's babysitting. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what, why is it, do you think, that the three, especially the three of us, we've been able to remain friends for a long time and we we've seen each other go through a lot, but we've never been involved really in drama directly related with each other. Have you ever noticed that? Like the three of us have never caused each other drama. Thank God for that. And that's probably why we're such good friends now Yeah, is because we've never been each other's pain in the ass. Yeah, we haven't. I mean, we have in, in our own little ways, because Anna's a whore, but she's not here on this call right now. Yes. 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 So we get to pick on Anna, which that'll tell her next time she needs to wake her butt up and get on the call. That's right. (laughs) But do you, do you think friendships can survive drama? Wow. That is a poignant and very (laughs) deep question (laughs) 
And I have to And we haven't had enough wine for this. No, exactly. Well, you know, (laughs) is it wine o'clock yet? It's always wine o'clock. Yes. I should have had that. I should have had that here at my desk. That's right. Uh, I think that it depends, honestly. There is some drama that can be overcome. And I think that there are certain things that maybe you can't move beyond. Yeah. And we've been very, very fortunate that our friendship, we haven't had any of that. Yeah. But I know, you know, and I'm sure you could say the same is there were people that I thought were going to be in my life for my life. And because of a choice that I had made or a choice that they had made, you know, it was the friendship became more toxic than it was. I don't want to say worth, but I'm going to say worth. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you just have to bless and release as, you know, one of our old CEOs would say, <laughs> and, and, and just move on and go in your different directions. Because I don't think that we all have one path and one direction. So, and it changes. It really, really does. So the benefit of having Google Hangouts and Facebook and all of that, I mean, I know that if I don't talk to you, on a day or two or Anna for that matter that I can go in on Facebook and just kind of see what's going on in your life. See if you've posted anything. And if you haven't to me, that's like an indication that I need to reach out and see what's happening and make sure everything's okay. Do a little check-in. That's right. Yeah. Mama bear. What's your, we're going to, we're going to get a little deep here. What's your friendship deal breaker? Oh, wow. My friendship deal breaker would probably dishonesty, yeah. I think is, is, is a big, big thing. And, and that's just not even my friendship. That's my personal relationships, my professional relationships. Maintaining your integrity is a big thing. If I see somebody saying one thing and doing another thing, I really question their quality as a friend of mine. Yeah. And, you know, and I know we all stumble and we all make mistakes, but there, there's definitely a fine line when you know you're going down a path and it's a path, you know, you're not supposed to be on, but you go down it anyway. To me, that's, that's a little bit, well, you know, if this is how you treat yourself, how will you treat our friendship now Mm. and in the future? Oh, that's deep. I like that. (laughs) That's good. How, which kind of leads me to another question. How, how many times do you let your friend stumble when it comes to your friendship? Is there, is there a certain point in a friendship where their, their self, I don't know, self-deprecation, self-screw-ups, what they're doing in their life that you have to say, okay, I can't really be friends with this person anymore. And it's not because they did anything personally to you, but like you were saying, if they're not taking care of themselves, how are they going to take care of me? Do you have kind of like that line that you, ha- that you have to draw and say, okay, you know what? This person really is taking themselves down that rabbit hole of hell, and I, I don't have the energy to go there with them anymore. I would definitely say that I probably have, had, I probably have done that in the past. But when I, when I think about my closest friends, my dearest friends, um, the ones that I truly, truly care about and love, the imaginary line in the sand can move with when the waves come in. You know, I, I, I will, I hate to sound like I don't care about anybody and I don't care about you and you go screw yourself and, and I'm not going to sit here and watch it. So see ya. 
I think that there is a very select group of people where I do try to always be there. And every time they come back with another, something else has happened in their life. Um, they, they have another complaint about the same thing over and over and over again. I have the same response. It's up to you. You have to make the decision to move forward. And I support you either way. So if you continue down this path a little more, you know, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen to you. But every time you come back to me, I'm going to say the same thing. You need to evaluate your direction and do what you need to do to get out of that place that you don't want to be in anymore. Because if you're not doing it, then something tells me I'm not getting the whole story. And there is something keeping you in that place. Um, or you're terrified and you don't know how to do it. And I'm here to talk to you about ways that I can help or resources that you can do, um, you know, things that you can take advantage of, but I will be there either way. But it, it really does depend on who that person is. I can't just say, you know, black and white, this is this what is I would role. do. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's hard because do you think as women, like we have a tendency to want to be that mama bear? Do you think, do you think that's a woman thing or do you think that's an individual personality thing? I think it's a personality thing because I don't think every single woman has, has that nurturing tendency. And, um, you know, I've, I've always been the office mom. Yeah. And probably because I, for a long time, I was the only one in an office with any children, (laughs) um, started so young. Um, but I think that's just a quality that you, you have and you're born with it. You know, I knew from the get go, I was going to be a mother. I knew when I started working that I always seemed to take on that nurturing role. Mm. And, you know, I've been told many times over the years, I'm going to self brag here that I have the patience of a saint, you know? And, and so I just try to take those good parts of me and use them in my everyday interactions. Use them for good, not evil. Susan. That's right. Oh, I don't know how you use patience for evil. How do you use patience for evil? Oh, I could go into that. Oh, there we go. I could could do a whole episode on using your patience for evil. (laughs) All right. Well, then, hey, another topic. Yes. I'm writing that down right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I think friendship is a, it's a weird thing. And Facebook has this funny, I don't know. I have a a love-hate with how Facebook deals with friendships on some aspects I think oh my gosh it's really cool like someone that I was friends with maybe 15 years ago and life got in the way we drifted apart Facebook comes along and now we're right back in each other's lives on the flip side of that I think there's friends people that I wasn't even really friends with before in real life that now I'm suddenly internet friends with and we now know each other's lives so it's kind of you know like I don't know. It's weird. It's weird how Facebook has kind of intertwined us together. And I think sometimes it it creates this sense of false friendship. Absolutely. Yeah. There's people that, I'm I'm not going to lie. There's people that I continue to be connected with on Facebook purely for the entertainment value. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, you know me. Yeah. It's it's the drama-filled people. You know what? I don't mind watching the drama in your life. I don't want it as a part of mine. Right. But I find it very, very entertaining that you put it out there like that. Yes. And, you know, sometimes it's like, wow, when I think my life is really screwed up, (laughs) I 
just need to go on Facebook and check out somebody else's drama and yeah. realize, oh, you know what? I'm really not in that bad of a spot. It's not that bad. We're doing, yeah. we're doing really good here. That's right. Well, the funny thing about Facebook is, you know, I, I don't know. It's probably been like 10, 11, 12 years that I've been on Facebook. And my goals for Facebook back then are much different than my goals for Facebook now on a personal level. Yeah. I mean, I, there isn't a day that I scroll through my Facebook feed and I see somebody's status update and I'm looking at this person like, how are we Facebook friends? Who are you? And I don't even know, why did I approve this? Yeah. You know, and it, and I don't know if it's because I've drifted because people have changed their name or if I really just kind of just freely accepted everybody at some point in my life. I think we all did. My friend. Yeah. I I think it was how many friends, how many friends do you have? Mm -hmm. I've got 3,499. But but I've only met 12 of them. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really funny that you bring that up because for, for a long time, when I was using social media more in a professional sense, um, accepting those people that I didn't know made more sense than it does to me now because I only use Facebook um, socially. But for a long time, I would get so mad and so irritated because I was trying to hit a thousand friends, trying to hit a thousand friends. And I'd get up there, I'd get to about 948. And then two weeks later, five people unfriended me. And I'm like, well, you know what, buddy? Asshole. (laughs) them bitches. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's just... It makes me wonder, you sit there and you wonder, oh, why did I get unfriended? What did I, did I post something offensive? Did I, or maybe I just didn't know them, or maybe it was a fake account and it got deleted. I don't know. But there was a point in my life where I focused on that, getting that thousand friends. Do you think you felt validated with that friend number? Like, was there some sort of like personal, look how many people I know? I think it was more of a professional aspect at that point. Yeah. Was, was having more connections, um, promoting yourself more on social media, which is absolutely hilarious because 95% of my business came from referrals, word of mouth referrals. I would get phone calls. Not one person <laughs> ever contacted me via Facebook messenger and said, Hey, I want to do hire you. you. <laughs> you know, and, and yet here we are. And here, and, and there's thousands and thousands upon gurus talking about how you need to be on Facebook to get business. And I'm not knocking it. I know, I know people who have made shit tons of money off of Facebook, but I'm with you. You know, I ran my own business for over five years and I don't think anybody reached out to me and said, Hey, are you available for hire via Facebook message? It, It was always a, or if it was, it was, you know, somebody that I already knew which I like to call in real life, who mm-hmm. sent me the connection via Facebook, like, oh, hey, you need to meet up with so-and-so, here's their information. But it, like, like you said, that it was referral-based. So. Yeah, for, it was totally referral-based. I mean, it yeah. was because you knew somebody else from something you did not on Facebook. Right. And, and Facebook just happened to be the medium that they used or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Do you think, since we're on the topic of Facebook and we've both used it for business, do you think the way people are using Facebook for business is evolving? Do you think it's reverting back? Um, oh, I don't know if I'd call it evolving. I actually think that it's it's um, definitely taken a few steps backward, especially in the way that people use it. Yeah. Um, the... the 
one thing that drives me crazy in, in my professional life, both at my J-O-B job and in the consulting that I do, is the focus on the number of likes and follows to a business page. And, and, you know, using chat bots and using Facebook groups and, and this is how you need to do it. And this is why you need to do it. And if you're not, if it's not working for you, you're not doing it right. And I don't really believe that. Yeah. I I think there, there are a lot of ways to do, there are right ways to do marketing. There are wrong ways to do marketing, but there is no one right way to do marketing. Um, so when people use Facebook for their business, it, it's almost to a point of, I don't know, I'll make, I'll make fun of people yeah. for, their, for their business posts on, on, their, on their personal, you know, Well, let, let's, let's talk about that Mary from high school that has just become friends with us again, and she missed us so much, and now she wants to sell us some oils. Some oils, yes. Yeah, for- that's, that's where I think the whole people in business on Facebook, it, you know, wrapping it back around to friendships. I think, I think that's where Facebook is kind of fucking us up a little bit. Is, yeah. It's you know? very disingenuous interactions. Yeah, for sure. And, and yeah. those are the ones where, where Facebook irritates me sometimes. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll unfollow people. Um, I unfriend you if I don't remember you. If yeah. I'm scrolling through my feed and I just do not know who you are or why we are Facebook friends, you're just gone. But if you are somebody that I have actually known in real life or through a professional relationship, I'll keep it. But depending on what you post, I maybe I don't want to see it. Yeah. And um, thank God for that unfollow button. Yeah, the unfollow is great. Thanks, Zux. We we appreciate that button. <laughs> For sure. So, yeah, but no, I think it has regressed a little bit because it, 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 it's not a genuine engagement when you're constantly, you know, posting about your business that you're selling products for. Um, I think there's a place and a time on social media for that, but I think those interactions, you can't follow a formula. Um, and I know that's probably what's being taught at, at many, many levels, um, that, you know, well, you've got to post one promotional comment versus, you know, uh, four for others every, for that are For the personal posts or whatever. Right. Yeah. But yet, sudden, somehow, those personal posts aren't really personal. They always seem to circle <laughs> back to the business. My favorite one, my favorite one, and oh my gosh, if anyone listening, please, you know, don't take it personally, is when you have your you're, you're quoting your child, your six-year-old child, about how much this business has been so good to your family. I, I, I can tell you, I have a six-year-old son. You have a six-year-old son. I have a six-year-old son. son. I cannot imagine he doesn't my give a child shit. exactly saying anything <laughs> like, I really, really see how X company has improved our family's life because my mom gets to spend more time with me and, and be my class volunteers. No, 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 no. It, it has to be genuine if you know, you're going to do it. You know what my son said to me the other day about Facebook? What's that? Don't get fired. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> He's obsessed with me getting fired. That's, that's what six-year-olds can I mean, six-year-olds pick up funny stuff, but never once is he going to compliment the amount of time we spend together because of my home-based business. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's, just those, it's just those funny little things. So yeah, you're absolutely right. So gen- genuineness, let's talk about these random 
friends. Let's talk about random friends because I like that. Because I have, I have random friends. I've been really good in my life about. I have kind of compartmentalized a lot of my friendships and a lot of my circles, mm-hmm. and it actually used to bother me when my circles got mixed up somehow. So, like, let's say, let's say I'm going to a barbecue with group A, and I decide that I want to bring friend B to the party and they now become friends, right? Mm -hmm. It used to really bother me because I liked to keep (laughs) different groups of my friends separate. I had different friends for different reasons. I had the party group. I had the friends that all we did was maybe go to the movies together. And then I have work friends. and, And then you have work friends. And I was real. I really tried to not mix those together because that's when it seemed like the drama would happen. Because crap, now these people are intertwined over here. Now I can't enjoy the movies with Mary because she's hanging out with Stephanie over. You know what I mean? So I always tried to keep things separate. But what I noticed was now doing that, those people have still remained separate if that makes any sense. Uh-huh. But I don't have that. I, what's missing now that I've kept it that way is I don't have that common string now that we're all over the place. So going back to what we were talking about, this group of eight or nine women that have remained friends over the years, like if I wanted a big group like that, it would be totally awkward because nobody would know each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. So, and you know, I actually kind of find it, and I don't know if this is this way for you, but I have my friends, my husband has his friends, and those two groups are not intertwined. Yeah. And, you know, so it becomes very, very awkward when he's invited to something that his group of friends is hosting, and I'm going along, and I don't know anybody. Yeah. And it's really awkward for me, and I just kind of sit there. And, you know, I'm antisocial anyway. I call it asocial. I'm perfectly fine being by myself. You don't have because to come up and talk people. to me. Exactly. <laughs> um, I hate people. No, I don't hate people. But, you know, I, I, I don't have that need to interact with people. So I will go and I will sit there. But it's still awkward for me because I don't know you. I don't understand your inside jokes. Yeah. And, and, and it's the same way with him and my friends. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's really strange because, you know, we're sitting here and we're talking, we, we, um, we bought a house and, and we've been told that we are hosting Friendsgiving this year. Yes, you have been told. (laughs) And I said, you know, great. I'm happy to do it. I definitely have the space for it. I'm, you know, I, I, I did my adulting move and bought a house and and did those things that I never thought that I would do and fear of commitment, long-term commitment, (laughs) but I've been married for 20 years. (laughs) Go figure. But, you know, I just, I wonder how are we, are we going to hold two Friendsgivings where it's going to be one weekend is going to be with his friends. Yeah. And then one weekend with my friends, are we going to bring them together? And how weird is that going to be? Because those, you know, are people going to stay at separate ends of the house based on who they know, you know? And, And I think that's a really, really interesting dynamic to have that separation of friend groups because we, I definitely have that now. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny because like I'll see groups of people who they are like one big group. Like 
he's friends with her best friend's husband and all this kind of stuff. And sometimes I'm like, oh man, that would be so nice just to have, hey, we're having a barbecue and just everybody comes over and they'll be like, oh, Tim, we saw you last week at the baseball game. Blah, blah, blah. You know, sometimes I, I used to be jealous of that. And I think sometimes I still wish that that existed. But then on the flip side of it, I'm like, I'm kind of glad it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know, and because I think, drama. Because drama. drama. Yes, because and, drama. And I think, you know, you reach a point in your life where it's, it's fun in moderation when it's not you. Yes. But you don't want it in your life. Like, yes. I don't want to deal with friend drama. And I think that's why my, my group of friends has dwindled over the years. It's, yeah. it's you know, the, the dramatic ones just kind of fell off yeah. after, after time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is. And I understand the whole jealousy thing. I'm sometimes jealous of Nick's friends. Yeah. And the amount of time that he spends with them on the phone or, you know, if he goes and hangs out with them and I'm at home, but yet every time I go out, I don't feel like I have that same freedom. Mm. Like it's, whether it's him or my kids, you know, within an hour or two, I'm getting hangout messages. When are you coming home? Where are you at? That's the the mom guilt. Yeah. That's the mom guilt. Yeah. And mom guilt dominates a lot of my life. Yeah. And I think that I attend to the mom guilt before I attend to my friendships with my, with my girls. Yeah. And I have that group of friends that understands. I was just going to say, I think it, it goes all, all back to what you were saying before was the friends, real friends understand. They totally get it that the mom guilt overrides everything. All else. <laughs> all yes. else. Yes. The mom <laughs> guilt. The, you know, but the mom guilt is also hindering my ability to have that self care of my girlfriends. Yeah. And just having that time where I'm away from my family responsibility. I'm away from my business responsibility. I'm away from my job responsibility. And I can just, for the first time in a long time, just be Susan. Yeah. And this is Susan with Desiree and Anna. And this is who we are. This is what we do. And I I can, you know, we haven't done that in so long, but I just know that we'll be dying laughing Mm -hmm. or we can't breathe and peeing ourselves because we're, you know, women in our early 40s uh having babies and two and two of us have had babies yes Yes. (laughs) but you know it's 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 i i know that i should take the time not just for my friend's sake but for my own sake to to spend more time in person other than the facebook interaction the hangouts and all of that and 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 allow myself to have that time um because it's so much easier to say they're, they're, they're going to understand why I can't do this girl's trip weekend. They're going to understand that, you know, it's my, my kids are still in school. They're going to understand that I have a work trip coming up and I'm going to be away from my family, but I don't think it's good for me. Yeah. You know, um, because use your own identity, mom will be in business owner. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, um, you have these three different brands, but where's your personal brand as a human being? Yeah. Who needs, you know, emotional support. Who, who is Susan? Who is Susan? Who is Susan? That's, that's a, that's a whole podcast on its own. Who is Susan? Yes. A podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know, that would be great. I can, you know, I want Hulu that. to pick that up Yes. and make my life story, which would probably be really, really boring, but 
Hey, so it's was exciting the movie. to me. So was the movie Wine Country, actually. <laughs> you know, it really did have a lot of points where I was just like, man, you know what? Go back to being funny and yeah, girly. And there were too many storylines. Yeah, it was too confusing. It, yeah, yeah, it was. But you are Amy Poehler. <laughs> you definitely are. I mean, I, I got that in the first three minutes of the movie. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Desiree. Okay, which one am I? Which one is Anna? <laughs> the overanalyzer. Yes, that, that yes. let's, let's yes. put, you know, 20 minutes of energy into a playlist. That would be me. <laughs> that for sure would be me. Well, and then, uh, Maya Rudolph was definitely Anna because she broke out in a song every chance that she got. <laughs> That's right. And she has all this responsibility back home. Yes. Totally. I mean, it may not be, she doesn't have four kids. God, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, yeah. I, I, well, you're almost there. Well, factory is closed. <laughs> we closed the factory after number three. But you know, it's it's God bless the women who 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 do that and can do that because I can barely take care of myself some days. Most but to days be responsible for, for you know all these little lives, all these humans. Yes, all these little humans running around, and they're young. They were like the same. They were close in age. Yeah, mine were kind of spread out. So right. you know, I got a little bit of a, a break in between but you know and wow but no it's all the all the power to the women who have a lot going on in their lives you're better than I am Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm collapsing every other day like I don't know what I'm doing yeah to this point still don't know what I'm doing no I think we're all just fucking trying to figure it out yeah and it's day by day it's it's a day-to-day thing you know and and some days are good and some days are not so good and some days just fucking suck i think that's why i think that's why we need friends man that's That's why we need girlfriends that's why we need people that we can turn to who aren't in who who get it but they're not necessarily a part of it exactly Um, you know husbands are great spouses boyfriends whatever they're great but we need those girlfriends and that girlfriend time so our mission is to get that freaking trip planned for the three of us and to figure out where the hell we can go and what the hell we're going to do. And I think everybody needs a girlfriend that they can rely on. So I agree. Thank I you, agree. Susan, for being that girlfriend for me. A big shout out to Susan for being my very first guest on Slightly Unfiltered. And a big shout out to you, my brand new listeners coming into my world. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to share candid conversations with kick-ass women. Tune in for more episodes coming soon.